0: Hey friends, so today we have a cool um, interview to shake things up, but it's actually my friend Courtney from the Confused to College Ready podcast interviewing me on cool strategies to help pay for college. So I just thought we'd shake it up a little bit. Um, You should go check out her podcast. She discusses mostly, it, it's it, mine is more of like paying for college, but she's like being ready for college, getting into college, being ready, not just confused, but college ready. And so I think you'll really enjoy um, checking out her podcast. And I thank you, Courtney, for interviewing me on yours. Hey, girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt free. Do You procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans. Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do
1: All right. So today we are going to be interviewing Kara Walker, and we are so lucky and blessed to have her on our podcast today. So a little bit of background, Kara Walker graduated from college debt-free and is now on a quest to help other students do the same with her podcast, Money and Mental Peace, and her upcoming course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint. She is a 20-something Christian entrepreneur, amateur snowboarder, and recovering overachiever. Kara enjoys goal-setting, budgeting, and living a debt-free lifestyle and wants to help you do the same. Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. I have been looking forward to this for a while. Thank you for having me. Yeah, literally when somebody else uh,
0: tagged me in your comment or something and we saw the similar uh, similarities in our niche I was like, this is, this might be a long-term business relationship.
1: (laughs) I completely agree. We have some amazing things that we can each offer. And so for those of you listening, um, Kara and I have a coach, um, in common and that we are in a group together. So we are super, super excited to be able to learn from her. So Kara, tell me, tell us just a little bit about yourself, how you became interested in, scholarships, graduating debt-free, all of those pieces. Yeah.
0: So I think you already told about myself, but that's basically me as a, as a gist. Um, and yes, recovering overachiever, which means I haven't quite achieved it yet, but it's a hard thing to do. Yes. I definitely was uh, one of those out there um, just wanting to, you know, have graduate with honors, all the things and um, learning that Honestly, if I had maybe gotten less good, like a little bit worse grades in college and just, you know, had a little better mental health. That would have been totally fine too. Mm-hmm. So that's why my podcast is called Money and Mental Peace. But again, those are this is to those overachievers. I'm not saying get D's all the time. Yes. <laughs> but but I did. I graduated debt-free with two degrees. And I say two, but it's like associate's bachelor's. So don't think I'm at my master's that level. Still is amazing. Um, two degrees, um, with honors still, but then it took me longer. And hopefully this, the content I have could help people do it within whatever time frame they want to, honestly. Um, How I became interested, I did uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University when I was 16 um, in school. Actually, I was homeschooled for high school. So that was like a that was one of my math like elective realms. And I was just hooked. I was like, you can confidently and (laughs) legally and ethically Mm -hmm. steward your money well compound interest and become a millionaire like I mean that doesn't have to be the end goal of life but like it's so doable like I just basically was amazed at compound interest but compound interest works both ways and significantly raises the amount of debt when people don't pay it off and I had learned the first step is debt-free college and I just got on that bandwagon like crazy like my parents are pretty good with money but they're not fanatical like I am (laughs) okay okay Uh, (laughs) so that is how I got on and I basically view it like a marriage right I'm not married but I didn't want to just prepare for the wedding I wanted to prepare for the marriage so I didn't want to just do college I wanted to prep for life after college
1: that's amazing
0: Um, yeah thanks and there was the whole process of trying to figure out what to do with my life but I admit most of the time I was in college I still hadn't finalized a major that's why I got a minor or I'm sorry and associates. Mm -hmm. And then I took a gap year to do work. I worked with the national park service, did an internship, got an education award money from that too. Just, I'm trying to say there are different opportunities that can make it unconventional.
1: Mm -hmm. So I had
0: the mindset that I was not quote unquote, not getting a divorce. (laughs) That was just from the beginning. So I wasn't getting loans. That was Mm -hmm. just my choice. And um, because I would have to keep daydreaming, what will that get me after college? And I sometimes feel awkward mentioning money, but it's a money podcast. So I graduated from college debt free with about $10,000 in the bank because I didn't need to use all my cash. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. And money is, it is such a huge piece of the puzzle as you are looking at the different things that you are, um, the, the different criteria in a school to figure out, okay, when I get my financial aid package and it says that I only owe X amount, how much of that says loans already, that those loans are already included. And so then that's that automatic debt that I am taking on.
0: Yeah. Oh, I got so much on that. I don't know if we want to jump into that yet, but basically that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you get a financial aid letter, you're like, you qualify for these scholarships, these loans, that's fine. But there's many deeper layers of scholarships that you have to apply for or go find or like, like that's literally the tip of the iceberg, but a lot of people only stay at that level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you're, what you're saying is that beyond just those college scholarships that you can get, that there are a lot more deeper ways to dive in and have some additional money awarded to pay for college. That's huge. And a lot of people I would bet don't know that. I mean, I would think that's a pretty big misconception is that all we're going to get is what the college offers and that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's if i've learned anything going through college is you have to be your own ambassador your own advocate and you have to politely bug people not to be rude but like literally you don't hear back you email again them again the next week and it's polite it's thank you for bearing with my questions but it's consistent because there's so Mm -hmm. many people they're dealing with at one point and when i was at university for university one of the advisors transferred and got a new job and there was one for a small period of time, there was one college advisor. She's like, I get 200 emails a day. She's oh like, my I gosh. just, I can't even do it. So like, you just won't even hear back from me. Like, I'm not saying they're all like that, but yeah. you have to, you can't just do tip of the iceberg. They're just going to tell you the tip of the iceberg stuff. Yeah. 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 So that's all my stuff I did. And I didn't just graduate debt-free with scholarships. I had some cash that I got from internships and savings, okay. um, graduation party money, Uh, scholarships, grants, and testing out of classes, which is huge part of my story and other story that a lot of people don't know. So
1: that's kind of my little package. right? Okay. So when you say testing out, was that AP testing or dual enrollment classes while you were still in high school, or did you also do CLEP testing at college? I did a lot of CLEP tests.
0: So you're right. AP dual enrollment and uh, middle college are great. And if anyone doesn't know middle colleges. You're not just dual enrolling. You're actually, um, going to high school at the community college. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of your high school classes, you're taking college classes and that's counting for both, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But I didn't do any of that. Um, I tested out of classes. So basically I used, I used my graduation party money for pretty much all of my associate's degree. And that means that you can, it can stretch. So, I tested out in my first year of CLEP tests and I did um, I did some DSSTs the next year, which used to be only for military, um, but now civilians can take them if they pay. And I did those the first couple years and I did half of my associate's degree in like So that was like, wow, 15, 16 credits because they're each only usually a test is like a hundred bucks. Now you only get the credits if you pass, but why not pay a hundred dollars and not dollars?
1: absolutely. That's huge.
0: Yeah. So there's two levels to paying for college debt-free. There's definitely getting money, but the first one that people don't know is lowering the expenses. And I I'm, I'm hoping I can tell you something new because it's so much fun to talk to like an advisor. So Have you ever heard of Modern States? I have not. Okay. They will do vouch. They have study programs and they will do voucher reimbursements um, for people taking CLEP tests. So you can get your first year or two of college for free. If you pass, they will reimburse you. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So that's how you start doing college debt free. (laughs) This is just, it's huge. These, all of these things where I think most people don't even realize what the options are or the opportunities. I had a conversation the other day with someone and she said, oh, my son, you know, he, he's finishing his, um, uh, he is finishing up, um, schooling and we only have X amount of dollars left until he's done. But the the amount that they have to pay and the amount that they are having to, that it's not grants, it's not scholarships, it's not anything. It's mind-blowing and it is incredibly, incredibly expensive. Um, yeah, and definitely. that just is for his bachelor's, let alone all of these other pieces. So it, it's really an intense amount of um, stress and trying to figure out all of those pieces. So who what age do you should people start looking into saving and looking into money if they is it too late if a student is waiting until their senior year it's not
0: too late at all no so there's two answers to this you can start as early as you want if you're talking about saving money it depends on if, if you mean like parents saving money they can start when your kids are young in a 529 plan but if mm-hmm. we're talking about like um high school and such I mean, there are even scholarships out there for middle school. And depending on how your middle school student is, if they're very academically inclined, they could have just been studying American history. Maybe have them go look through the study guide on modern states for American history Mm -hmm. and see how they do in it and be like, hmm, I'm just going to take them to take a CLEP test. Maybe they get college credit, but. I, you don't have to do it that early. I'm yeah. just saying, so there's you, open opportunities as early as you want.
1: That's amazing. And so a student in middle school can take a CLEP test while they're in middle school, right after they've studied that content.
0: My answer is yes, but to be honest, I haven't looked up if there's an age range. Okay. Um, I, 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 I guess I've, I've always assumed that because I never saw an age range, Okay. but, but I guess you would have to look as of right now, since, And maybe Um, college dependent could have changed since last year. Like, honestly, the price could have changed since last year. That's why I mentioned modern states because of pain. But yeah, as soon as you can. And and I talk to a lot of homeschoolers, too. There's Mm -hmm. a website called Homeschooling for College Credit. So anyone listening, I'll repeat it. Homeschooling for College Credit. And this lady is actually a college advisor who works at Excelsior College um, which accepts almost unlimited transferred amount of credits. Like you could just stay at home and transfer a ton. Wow. Um, okay. Also Thomas Edison State University accepts almost unlimited too. I can give you these <laughs> links later
1: if you I want. I am. Yeah. As we are talking, I am writing this down to be okay. able to include it in the show notes. These are amazing, amazing resources. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So, or you're welcome or, or something. No, I don't thank you. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. Um. So basically... <laughs> Um, this lady on homeschooling for college credit, she lists different types of tests CLEP are in there, but there are other kinds and she lists them in order of excellent transferability to good, to limited. So that means these aren't always going to go to every school. I looked at a handful of schools I was interested in and I tested out of classes that I knew would at least go to most of those. So I didn't do this whole crazy, like completely test out of a, out of a degree super fast, but I do mm-hmm. have a friend who was homeschooled and he basically just studied for high school and studied for the CLEP tests and did it like crazy. And he graduated with his bachelor's when he was like 19 because he Holy just cow. transferred everything. I think he went to Thomas Edison. Okay, um, He just did all this transferring and he was self-motivated. So it can depend on the kid or if the student's listening, however much you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're just a senior starting or even like I was figuring it out as a senior and then like first year of college. Now I did have the flexibility. I told myself if it takes longer to get through, that's okay because I'm going to be debt-free, but you got to have that decision with yourself. Like I graduated and the month after graduation, I started a business and started saving for retirement. So like, but it took me longer. So like, I think it's worth it, but you got to figure out if if you take less or more time mm-hmm. to figure things out, will you keep your momentum? That's that's a student's choice.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That is a very individual decision about what you want to do. I think sometimes people, um, some students that I talk with, they discuss how they want the experience. I want to go to a four-year college. I want to live on campus. I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that's probably a pretty important part too in what you're discussing of taking more time looking at the potential of those transfer credits and CLEP exams and all of those different pieces
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even uh, if someone's going to live on campus a lot of degrees nowadays they're quote-unquote four-year degrees but a lot of people aren't finishing then even if they're like required to do student teaching or an internship a lot Mm -hmm. of times it's longer than four years if somebody wants they could they could go and live on campus. And in the summers, you could take a couple clock tests and know you're going to graduate on time. Mm-hmm. Like it's your choice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. So who, um, what ages do you typically work with and are you focused more on students or parents or a combination?
0: Um, it has been a combination because I work with quite a few like high school students. And then those are in college. It's really been a variety. So the business I started after college was finding scholarships for students. And I could guarantee researching and finding thousands of dollars for them between 10 to $30,000 in opportunity, but then they have to do the applying because that would be illegal for me to Uh do.
1: (laughs) Yes. Those ethical boundaries.
0: Yeah. So I can find stuff for them. So when in that realm, it's been a, honestly, I cannot say one or the other. It's a variety, you know, men, women and high school and college students on their own doing this. However, I wanted to streamline this and and help more people Mm -hmm. Um, in a different reach than one-on-one. So I started my podcast and I do focus the niche on Christian college girls simply because as you know, our coach suggests talking to who we were a few years ago, or in Mm -hmm. your case, you have all this career experience. So while that is my focus and there are times I specifically talk more so to like girls, to women um, a lot of pretty much any of the financial advice is for anybody.
1: Okay. That is amazing. Um, so what is, as you're working with families, what would you say is your ultimate goal?
0: Sure. Um, thus far the ultimate goal is usually just usually to help them get started. It's usually they're like, I'm stressed. And my, my word I like to use for what I want people to get to is relief. I want them to feel relief there are scholarships out there. There's possibility out there. Um, As I have developed and tried to grow this business connected with podcasting, and I'm Mm -hmm. working on creating a course that will walk someone through this more accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, The goal now is debt-free college. Like I would love to see it to completion. As so far, it's mostly been a snapshot in someone's life to help them find scholarships the goal I would love to see is debt-free college. However, you know, if any moment along the way that they are find themselves, I hope that there can be a little bit of help and relief. Yeah.
1: That is such an important word relief. That is one that I hear very often about the sense of overwhelm and the sense of stress and how do we manage this and We're never going to be able to afford it. So I love, um, I love that word. If um, how can any of the people who are listening, how can they connect with you? What are the, what are the best ways for them to find out? Are you still doing individual coaching or are you moving straight into that course?
0: I'm still doing some of that research um, coaching and I will be moving into Course mainly, but I'm I'm hoping to have some offshoots of like someone's going through the course and they need an unstuck session basically and like a focus on like their exact situation. So I might show them how to find scholarships or Mm -hmm. or be teaching them how to fish instead of giving them a fish, but they might run into snags that only are applicable to their school that like is really weird. And so they can hire me for that. So I'm kind of streamlining over into this stuff, but I'll still have the opportunities for, it's almost like I want it to be the podcast, the course, and then branches of like, if they need extra coaching or they still want to hire me to find them scholarships, I can do that because that'll take out time.
1: Yeah. That's know. amazing. Yeah, but, that's great. Yeah. So how can the people listening, how can they connect with you? Website, you. social media.
0: Uh, I just love to say podcast. I do have a Facebook group that I just link in every description on the podcast so you can find it there. I will throw it out there. It's the Christian College Girl Community on Facebook. Um, but it's just the podcast, it's all free stuff. There's there's other things like I go into Renting or getting cheap textbooks. Um, did you know you can get paid to take notes if you're a note taker for a disability student? Wow! You can sit in class and you're already there in class and you get paid. It's usually minimum wage, but who cares? It's gas money, you know,
1: Absolutely. something like that.
0: Um, I worked at the gym and when I didn't have to check anyone in or out, I just worked out and I got paid to work out. Like. Just There's hacks. There's other ways to gain money and do this unconventionally.
1: I love that. Maximizing your time and everything that you're doing. Um, I would imagine that as far as room and board for those that are staying on campus, that there are opportunities as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, someone becoming an RA and getting free room and board or Mm -hmm. other scholarships that apply. I will admit I did not do that. I commuted. So I don't have all the hacks of that, but I have some and I have people that I know have done it. And if there's more interest in that, I can interview people you know, on the show who have gotten great room and board opportunities.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Oh, I love this Kara. Thank you so much for sharing everything. So again, Kara's podcast is money and mental peace, and she has her upcoming course, the debt-free college blueprint. So please make sure that you check her out, subscribe, um, because it sounds like there are going to continue to be some amazing um, amazing sessions and episodes to give you information about saving money. So Kara, thank you again for being here. Thanks so
0: much. Hey girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot? post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.